Hey, everybody. When you hear that music, not the sound of that lady starting a Zoom meeting. That was the first I've ever heard that. This is the lighter side of baseball with Jamie Uretsky, and soon we will be joined by our sometimes co-host and one of the great all-time guys and great broadcaster for the Brewers and the Bucks, who has been incredibly busy broadcasting both Brewers baseball and Milwaukee Bucks basketball as they head to the second round of the NBA championship finals and they take on the new jersey no the brooklyn nets sorry everybody changes their name the brooklyn nets and do they have a star-studded lineup this year uh you know they've got two former mvps and the bucks have an mvp so it's going to be a great i'm going to watch it 6 30 tonight it's going to be exciting i'm looking forward to that but in the meantime we have a packed show so however many minutes the busy craig kashan can give to us for this wonderful podcast the second in two days we will get with him and uh to wrap up last night the brewers were victorious over the diamondbacks the cardinals lost again to the dodgers and the cubs got clobbered by the giants so was my enthusiasm was my euphoria was my good mood really early and premature based on the cubs pitching they don't have the good starting pitching to get very far can they get through the month of June and July. I hope so because newsflash today, the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois, we're loyal to you, Illinois. They expanded all the capacity in both arenas so that the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs have full capacity, 100%. And with full capacity, I get my seats at the Cub games. So that is exciting. So, the first series just happens to be, coincidentally, uh, I'm sure Ricketson uh, didn't have much to do pleading with the governor, the St. Louis Cardinals come into Chicago, Wrigley Field, three games, afternoon tilt on Friday, and then, yes, a night game Saturday and Sunday. So that's the game of the weekend. I plan to be at as many of those games as I can be at. And now I have to start figuring out my schedule uh, based upon the Royals, the Cubs, the White Sox, and the Brewers. Yeah, and this is day five of the Joe DiMaggio diet. How about that? Yeah, man. I mean, we are making great progress, and we're not looking back. No more of my friends giving me grief about day one. Day one is like Groundhog Day. Day one lasts all the time. But now I'm on day five, and the results are pouring in, pouring away, going out. And... uh you know, pretty excited. So day five, I have 51 more days to tie Joe and then uh, take him on, beat him. In the meantime, uh, maybe this will be the Jackie Robinson diet and I can go for 42 or the Lou Gehrig diet. I've already passed at number three. And I go back to why didn't Babe Ruth have a day for him? Now, some of the listeners out there say, well, Babe wasn't exactly a nice guy. Well, he was, I mean, he could have been a nice guy. So anyway, that's the scoop. came she's a sponsor of on the lighter side of baseball that is brought to you by zoom lady how are you doing craig i've already introduced you told you told the group of rabid listeners that you don't have a lot of time but we have an hour and we're off to the races and i'm not going to talk so go buddy they're tired i'm doing i'm doing well good to be back on with you and um you know it's in the middle of a good time for me i'm i'm got the brewers i've been covering and uh Bucks playoffs are in the Eastern Conference semifinals. So, um, hey, if you want to talk a little NBA on your show, this is your chance. Hey, I'm telling you what, I am watching tonight at 6.30, and I probably get the pregame show with you before that. Maybe I don't know the times. What time do you come on the air? Well, um, for this, so here's the thing. We're, we're only doing a postgame show for this series because we don't get to televise it because it's on national TV. So, um so you can watch the game and then flip over to our fine network, which I know you get up there in the Northwoods. So, Hey, I went and went out on the line because I couldn't get Marquee Sports Network. And the people that I was conversing with on DirecTV, AT&T, didn't seem to know what baseball was. So I went and I got the 
extra innings so I can listen to either team's broadcaster for all 15 games on a full schedule. So I can listen to you and you broadcast. I can listen to stats. I can listen to Shrimp Scampi, your buddy over there in Chicago, Boog. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to stay awake past your post-game show. So when your post-game show is on, I'll tune in for the first inning of the Cub game. And then I'll, I'll, you know, it's easy to sleep up here. Oh, my God. It's so dark. Is it really? Come on now. It's summertime. It's the North Woods. Getting up and, and, and doing some angling about 430. Some guy caught a species right off of our dock today, which I assume was a fish. I don't know. <laughs> Let us both, hope so. Got both boats in, and it's going to be about 90 degrees today. Whew, what's going on? Seriously, that, that's like, that does not happen in the Northwoods, by the way. No. Like man. 72 is kind of like your limit, isn't it, usually? About yeah, 72. 72 to 75. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm learning about the cycles of nature. So we had the flies and the mosquitoes, and then we had ungodly amounts of pollen followed by um, dragonflies every year. Same deal. Wow. Well, you, you can have black bear roaming around, too, you know. We have some of those, too, I guess. I haven't, I haven't seen them, but uh, anyway, so baseball's finally excited me. I went for, uh, after we did our last podcast, I'm not sure if I did another one, I was so depressed with the state of baseball. And then somebody told me the Cubs went 18 and eight and the Brewers kind of were slumping until the guy that I said was a bad trade for you guys has turned you guys on. What do you think of the trade now? Uh, the Willie Adamas trade. Well, I mean, not look, not too many clubs are going to uh, make trades at one position in the first two months of the year. And that's what they did at shortstop where they traded Arcia after the first few weeks of the season to the Braves, and then basically told uh, the guy in waiting, Luis Arias, that it's your job. And they gave him the job while he started out in a hitting slump. And then he started making, you know, airs on the field and stuff. So was he ready for it? I don't know. But they, they went about a month to six weeks with him. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, made a trade with uh, – Tampa Bay and and got Willie Adamas, which I, I was not that I'm not that familiar with about anybody over on the American League side, especially Tampa for for crying out loud. Um, you only get familiar with with a, a Rays player after they're traded to another team, it seems. So this guy's here with us, and he could not be more phenomenal. Uh, and a guy that's just really um, well praised by his teammates and stuff, but. I think that's what, you know, like our brewers tend to strive for. They, they want, you know, quality, quality character guys first. They want him to be talented, of course, and stuff. But this guy's been a big help already. Um, he's kind of like a, a younger version of Colton Wong over at shortstop. Right. Um, so he's been really helpful. And ironically, the kid that uh, kind of fell apart defensively and hitting wise, Luis Arias, that they originally gave the job to after the trade, uh, everyone thought they were going to send him to AAA, and they said, nope, he's going to stay here. He's going to be our super utility guy. He's got a lot of talent, um, and he's hit 300 since uh, since the trade, believe it or not. so and like two home runs in two days, right? I mean, yeah. you went yeah. yard. Yeah. yeah so I- weird, baseball is weird, man. And you know what, Jamie? Baseball is really hard to play and be successful. And, and I think in the last couple of years, we're seeing that with a lot of teams and a lot of players right now, because these times are still weird right now. It's still not back to normal yet. Well, I got good news that Wrigley is going to full capacity, which means I get into my seats that I've never sat in before. <laughs> That'd be nice. So that's going to be good news. And then um, there's some wacky plays. The Baez play was really wacky that uh, everybody in the world saw and commented on. Craziest play ever. I was listening to the Pirates announcers, and I got to tell you, they may be friends of everybody, and I don't expect you to say anything bad, but I have and will continue. Those two guys are horrible. I mean, the one guy gives a starting lineup, and he can't pronounce anybody's name. You'd think that he might, you know, Bodie is not Boat, and, you know, Bias is not, you know, Bias is Bias, not Bias. And uh, anyway, so they couldn't describe that play. And I'm in the car, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to explain it to Kay because I, kind of envisioned it um and then 
If that wasn't crazy enough, I don't know. You saw the play yesterday or the day, I guess it was the day before San Diego, Wednesday afternoon. Um, they take out Tatis again because he hurt his side and they put in this guy named Kim and yeah. every, everywhere Kim went, bad things happened to him. I mean, he screwed up a couple plays in the infield. He made a base running blunder, but with the bases loaded and one out, did you see this play? I uh, no, no, actually I didn't. So bases, this is, this is, this is interesting. The base are loaded, one out. Uh, guy hits a pop-up behind short. And so Kim goes out about 40 or 50 steps while Fam, the left fielder, is coming in. Now, number one, I'm not sure why the umpire didn't call an infield fly rule, but maybe it wasn't an easy catch for the shortstop. They run into each other bad. I mean, Kim hits Fam in the jaw with his head. And I mean, they both go down. The guy on third thinks they caught the ball and he takes up and scores. And he's ambling back to the dugout when Kim, who caused the accident and is laying on the ground, gets up, throws a strike to Machado at third. Machado steps on third and throws to second. The ball was on the ground and nobody could see it because it was behind the outfielders. And oh, so wow. the runners didn't advance. And the run doesn't count because it was a double play to end the inning. So that went. I will be looking that one up. It went six, five, four with an assist to the numbers to the seven positions jaw to knock it out of the glove. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love baseball? It was so bizarre. And now we've hit one of the, you know, Memorial Day. Memorial Day, All-Star break, Labor Day, always big in baseball. What do you think so far? Let's look at the National League Central, who you've seen a lot of. What do you think? Well, um, I'm quite honestly, I'm happy that it's really competitive. Um, it, it's, I mean, I don't want one team to be out in front and the other, the other four going, man, I, I hope I, I can get into wild card territory and stuff. I mean, the, the way I'm seeing this right now is the way baseball was created before wildcard. You've got, you've got three really good teams right now that are all within two games of each other, and we're into the month of June. That, that makes it kind of exciting. That means it's been exciting. There have been big moments for all three of those teams, and, and there have been downtimes for all three of those teams. But we're in the third month of the season, and we've got three teams within two games of each other. Um, that all deserve to be there. And they're going to, you know, there's, there's still a lot of games to play between each other too. So I'm, I'm really excited where that, where everybody is right now, to be honest with you, because just the fact that all, all teams have weathered some storms so far um, and, and look where they sit. Um, you know, here we are on June 4th, when we're, we're recording this, I think it's something to look forward to. And um, so that's, that's what I like about our division. Cause I don't think, at this rate, it doesn't look like there's going to be anybody going to the playoffs except the division winner. Now, a lot could change, but I think that's how strong the West is right now, that they'll end up getting both the wild cards. We'll see. That's going to be up to the Giants, to be honest with you, because they're in a spot nobody thought they'd be out in the West, and that's in first place today. Absolutely. I kind of thought, you know, and now that you've so adroitly set that out. I sort of was feeling good that the central again would have the two wildcard teams and then the division winner. And then I started drifting over to San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego with a temporary detour to um, the Mets and who else is going to come in out of that, that division, which is kind of, the one that I thought would be the best and has turned out to be a little bit of the sloppiest, but how would you now, you know, we made our predictions at the beginning of the year. How would you handicap the three teams in the central right now? I think I know. That that's a good question. I mean, right, right now the team playing the best baseball are, are the Cubs. Um, I, I think the Cardinals were a little bit of a surprise because they had a good three week run, really good. Um, the Cubs are on a run right now that's almost equivalent or better to that. The Brewers didn't have a run that lasted that long. They had about a 10-day run where they played really well. 
and then and then they lost like eleven to thirteen after that. Um, yeah, they really until Adamas came, they were they were kind of going in the wrong direction. For and sure, their, their big boys weren't putting any any notches in the left hand column. No, and they no. clearly have the best. The Brewers have the best pitching of anybody. Now, the Cubs are getting a little play in the bullpen. Uh, MLB uh, Heidi Watney on her show says, "Can anybody name any Cub?" pitcher in the bullpen other than Craig Kimbrell and you know most people can't I, no I, I couldn't start right now because we, we haven't played you guys since April yeah yeah and the Cardinals I guess if you pitch around Goldschmidt and Arenado and hope that Martinez is the head case forever which he is um, and their bullpen's kind of shaky I, I still I hate I hate to uh, pat you on the back but your guys are gonna I think ultimately prevail and I love Garcia. I, I love the way he came into the season. And of your outfield, I love the outfield. Is this Kane's last year, do you think? Are you getting that feeling? Well, it's hard not to, to be honest with you. I mean, um, he – I mean, we, we talked about this a while back. He came in in spring training and said, I'm not in shape. And so that's really rough, but he also said I'm not in shape because I had to get my mind straight again. I had to get my spirit straight again. And, you know, you, you can't ask somebody five questions on that. I mean, it's their business. Um, so it, it took, I mean, you, and you know, his history, I mean, his legs are, are everything that makes him great. Yeah. And, and they haven't been great to be honest with you for very, for very long during this brewer tenure he's on, he's on the fourth year of a five-year contract. So yeah, that's, that's same, concerning to say the least. Same problem with the Royals, same problem wow. really everywhere he goes. I know Nelly would always say, Hey, Kane could be like a hall of famer, but he just can't keep his legs on the, you know, on the roster. Yeah. And, um, you know, he has, he's so good. I mean, and he's such, he, as a fan, I don't think I've ever met him. Um, but I mean, he comes across as just a great guy and, um, he is, he is, um, He's he's the epitome of a gentleman, competitive baseball player yeah. um, and and a good dad and all that and a great teammate, great leader, all, all that stuff. I mean, um, and so, you know, when a guy's injured, that kind of stuff is missing because even though he might be in the dugout, it is so different than when you're contributing and you're playing and you're you've got you've got a, you've got skin in the game on the high fives when you've done something right and you come back in the dugout, you know what I mean? Right. And, and for leaders like that, it's hard to lead when you're not on the field leading. So no, no, no. what's missing, there's no adrenaline, you know, it's right. You know, he's sort of re relegated to a fan on the bench with a, you know, a little bit better uh, knowledge and acquaintance of all these guys. But speaking of what's missing are Yelich's home runs. What's the deal with that? Yeah, well, he's, uh, I mean, that's been, uh, you know, the mystery of the year. And he had a home run yesterday, um, and it was a three-run home run, which none of us could remember the last time a Brewer hit a three-run home run, if, if at all, this year. I Ryan mean, it, it's, been, <laughs> it's been crazy, man. And, uh, but he, he, needs to, he needs to find it. And, and um, there's no way this team is going to be able to offensively create the right balance for as good as the pitching staff has been until he starts hitting again. Cause they've already got a quandary with Keston Hira, who's not hitting at all. And, and uh, you know, Jackie Bradley jr. Uh, he was batting 150 going into yesterday's game. Um, so it's, you know, there, there are some like big time holes in the bats right now. I so. have a great, great trade that would help both teams, both the brew crew and the cubbies. And it, I don't, I can't believe that it hadn't happened yet. And that is Jackie Bradley jr. For hapless hap. I mean, uh, <laughs> God, but I think that would be like the greatest, that guy, somebody compared hap to Mickey Mantle. And I go, maybe Mickey Mantle, if he only had like, um, you know, one arm. Uh, Hap is, you know, number one draft choice. He's had two hot weeks in baseball. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. But I don't is get. He still Bradley. playing every day. Uh, yeah, because they got twelve guys on the injured list. You know, Hayward's out, Marisnik's out. Oh yeah. And so they have, they have won it with guys named Duffy 
Alcantara, Wisdom, um, Winkler, Ortega. I don't know where these guys are. You know, they have a catcher that has yet to get a hit in Major League Baseball, and they're still winning. So what? What? How would you? Why is that? Are they? Are they scrappy? Is this a hungry group? Is this going to last? What kind of? What kind of guys are doing this? Well, Bryant, who they should have signed, and they're never going to sign. Yeah. Uh, Chris is going to flip the middle finger to Ricketts and say hasta la vista. He's been hot. Rizzo was hurt, but never went on the IL. He's come back. Um, you know, uh, Bodie's out. He separated a shoulder. Nico Horner's out. He got hurt. Uh, Hayward's out. All these guys are out. And these, the way they're doing it is with no-name guys who apparently don't have scouting reports from AAA. That's, that's how they're doing it. And the bullpen's given up one run in the last 20 days. Now, I don't know what happened last night. But these guys named Week and Winkler and Chafin – um, have been setting the table and Kimbrell's been lights out. I mean, it's the Kimbrell of old. It's fun to watch. And speaking of that, there are two controversial things I want to talk to you about. One is the pine tar on the uniforms, because I saw it on one of your pitchers' pant legs. And I know that a lot of your guys wear their hats and it's white rosin shit. Kimbrell had it. Some pitcher, I don't know his name, got his hat got thrown out of the game. He didn't. And uh, From the Cardinals. Yeah. That's kind of what sparked all of this. All. It's what that's what's that's what cracks me up because all of a sudden now there's a red flag out there. Right now, now we're all supposed to go. Geez, I wonder wonder if uh, so and so is trotting in from the bullpen if he's just going to hand his hat over to the umpire now or if he's going to tell. Didn't Kimbrel tell Joe West up front? Uh, I, I I had stuff somewhere, but I got rid of it before. But but but, but don't check for that here right now. Yeah, and <laughs> and yesterday or the you know the the last game of the. Padre series Wednesday when they swept, I guess it was Wednesday, Kimball had a new hat clear, you know, because with the TV cameras view now in every ballpark, you can see the pitcher's hat and they all had it. And now I guess they're all going to get rid of it. It's like steroids or like the um, amphetamines in the clubhouse, the greenies, like anybody that had ever gone in a clubhouse saw the greenies. Most people knew that steroids were going on. And they kind of didn't know how widespread it was. And all of a sudden, like you said, oh, my God, we're, we can't let this happen. So that's. Well, I'll, I'll, I don't agree with you on that at all. I, I think this is just a, I think this is just a, a public way of making them, making everybody think that they're, they're cracking down on this and trying to do something. I mean, this, this, this particular thing that we're talking about, Jamie, goes in the history of the game. I mean, it, it, Greenies was a fad. Steroids was a fad. Still is to a certain degree. I mean, I, I know, you know, drugs and ways to hide them change, but like pine tar and rosin and Vaseline and saliva. I mean, that's, that's what made, that's what's made pitchers for a hundred years. Gaylord Perry. I, I don't see, I, I just th see this as a, uh, don't put it on the bill of your cap thing, um, to be honest with you. Because, look, we have a lot of really, really inexperienced, wild, 100-mile-an-hour throwing pitchers out there who have no control. Imagine if they didn't have a little something, you know, on their fingertips, how bad it would be. And, you and think maybe they're only there because of that. But you don't want to see somebody murdered, you know, any more, any closer to what Kevin, Kevin uh, Lark took. I mean, holy cats, you know, I mean, right between the eyes. Yeah. That's, that's how you kill people. How about so, Harper? He took one off the head and played the next day. I mean, it, yeah. he was lucky. He didn't look like Pilar, but I mean, it hit him in the cheek and I guarantee it hurt. It hit him and hurt more than he let on or damaged him more than he let on. But you actually... I know that I've heard that, that, that um, people think that that helps their control to be able to put a little rosin combo, pine tar combo, whatever, or improve your spin rate with a little Vaseline or sweat mixed with whatever. So I take it that you think it's been going on for ever and ever since vinegar Ben Mizell. Yeah. And, you know, every not everybody, everybody does it, but I, I think that um, it's no secret, obviously. And and it's um, it's helpful in some ways. Does it give a pitcher an advantage? Absolutely. But 
you know, the, the way the game has gone too, you know, it, I'm not saying that's the only thing that, that helps pitchers. I mean, this whole thing with the spin rate is beyond my mind, how they can physically make a ball spin, you know, at, at a rate. Um, and, and I don't, I'm not even sure how to measure this, but it's, it's and a lot of digits. You go to stat, go to Statcast. Yeah, I, but you know, a lot of those numbers don't mean anything to most of us, right. uh, because because it's a it's just a formula and a measurement. Um, but the more that this ball is spun right now, the harder it is to not only put it in play but put it in play to your advantage when you're a hitter. It's all an advantage to pitchers right now, and that's part of the complaint that if it's so hard to put a ball in play right now um, for a, for a base hit or whatever, and you're allowing these shifts to continue to go on at the rate that they are, people are like, why does he hit them right to there? He's got no choice. The way the ball is, the way the ball is pitched, the way the ball is spinning and where his tendency is to hit. Everybody knows what's going on. So that was a ding brought to you by zoom or maybe you're, that was my email. Your recording studio. Ladies and gentlemen, we just got an email for Craig Kashan. Start getting ready for the playoffs tonight. And we, um, have, a, we have a Twitter complaint. Yeah, well, I, you know, you log in a little bit of On the Lighter Side of Baseball. So I, the only tweets I get are ones where you must, I think this is the right word, tag. You tagged, like hashtag. I've been tagged. Yeah, I don't know. I. I was never, or, or you just get the ones I, I send out. I think that, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even know enough to know what I get because I rarely <laughs> read them <laughs> and you're the only one I even think about reading, but, uh, you know, when you and I have these podcasts, there's no reason to go anywhere else. Now I've noticed every swing and organization is trying to come up with their weekly podcast now. And of course they have production managers and staff that runs out and gets uh, people to talk to them. And even though the White Sox and the Cubs and the Brewers, I think all have their own podcast. None of them are as highly rated as the show when you come on none zero. You well, that... are the ratings champion and your pay for this show uh, kind of proves that out. Well, it's all about exclusivity. <laughs> you are, you are exclusivity, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's a theory I have on Bios. He's so wild and, and he's so bad that pitchers are lulled into the mistaken belief that they really don't have to be very coy with what they throw the guy because he swings and misses most of the time. And that, my friend, and I bet you've never heard that analysis makes Javi dangerous. He's well, so why, bad. Why, why does that make him dangerous though? Because pitchers think they don't need to really focus or bear down on him because he swings and misses so often. Now he's hitting 280. He does have 12 or 13 home runs. There's some flaws, but like Alfonso Soriano, there's a name from the past. If you throw a slider down and away, he has started out at the catcher's shin guard. He can strike out. But these bozos, like the other day, he struck out three times. He owing to his everything. And they throw him a chest-high slider, and it goes – it hit a seat and ricocheted out onto Waveland Avenue. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but – Well, everything, everything, that's, um, everything that's down and away is so much more pronounced now uh, than, than maybe it has been ever before, because these guys have, these guys have such control and ability to throw these, these sliders that are so effective. And, and then, and then you put, you know, you get a cutter, a fastball that actually moves. And then you, you, you pull a, if, if you've got somebody who can throw in the upper nineties, this is, this is one reason where, why Brandon Woodruff is so good for the Brewers and his ERAs barely over one because so he good. can throw a fastball at the top of the zone and you can't help but swing. And if you don't swing, chances are, if you're swinging, it's out of the strike zone. Chances are, if you let it go, it's going to hit the top and get called for strike three. But then he's, he's works down. He works in to, to magic. He hardly goes out of the strike zone at all. Cy Young. 
Sorry, and these guys. guys just don't know. Like, I, I don't know what I would do, but I mean, all these, all these off-speed pitches is what we used to call them. And now, now it's different variations of the slider. Guys can't lay off. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're done. That's strike yeah. three. Well, Woodruff is having a, a phenomenal year. The guy is, you know, if he, if he just stays healthy, he's going to be the best pitcher in the National League, along with maybe DeGrom. Yeah. What happened to the splitter? Nobody throws a splitter anymore. Maybe a few guys. I, I, think honest, I think it's because of the because of the forearm and the tendon. Um, you know, on it, it is kind of funny you bring that up because I think the few uh, Korean or Japanese pitchers that have come over to pitch here still throw it, but that's big overseas. Um, but I don't know how long these guys last, and I don't know how many surgeries they've had. But it's it's not encouraged here by by American standards of baseball. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, with the guy on third, the, uh, you know, the splitter is just so hard, not only the wear and tear, but it's hard to control, but, um, yeah. you know, there's some guys that do it, but you don't hear about it much anymore. You hear about relief pitchers with only two pitches, fastball slider, or Lena, they refer to Mariano Rivera that all he had was, a. Uh, a four seamer or whatever the hell he had. I, I would venture to guess part of that equation, and I'm not 100% sure because I, I was never a pitcher at any point in my life, but I, I'm not sure you can get the spin rate on a, on a splitter that, that they're looking for now on all these other pitches. I mean, you can get high spin rate on these fastballs too, the, the, the two seamers and the four. I don't know how they do it, but they do uh, it. In, so. in, in two years of Division One A baseball, I, the only pitchers that I saw was, you know, depending on my view from the bench. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> it wasn't like I was in the batter's box. So, you know, and that was back a long time ago, and things were a little different. But still, uh, I, I'm not a believer in in the shift, as you know. I'm not a believer in sabermetrics, and I I really don't like Statcast. And you don't need to look at the exit velo or the launch angle of Rudy after a Yelich hit that home run yesterday. I mean, the launch angle was minimal and the velocity. I mean, that was a rope to right field. That's all you need to say. We, we always called those frozen ropes, right? I mean, right. or, or lasers because they, they, they didn't have, they weren't off the ground any more than a 10 foot hoop in an NBA game. See, folks, if you're not a professional broadcaster, you don't have that kind of lingo that just rolls off of your tongue. You know, that's uh, why we have. You know, kills me about about where we are with um, uh, Statcast, for instance, and and the measurement of what they're doing right now is somebody will do something, and and to you and me, that is a freaking bomb of a home run. That's a third deck blast into into right. And you know that thing traveled closer to 500 feet than 450. You just know it. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden, five minutes later, you'll get this uh, social media tweet. And it'll say, that is the longest home run at American Family Field in the StatCast era when we started taking StatCast back in 2019. Oh, thank you very much. You have a 21-year-old 20, stadium, and because you're saying it's StatCast or whatever it is, that's the longest home run ever hit in that ballpark over the last two years is what you're essentially saying. And it's Who the cares? longest since it was named American Family Field. Well, you know, that's interesting that you say that because name changes of ballparks uh, just change right into the stats. They just get woven right in. So – if you want to look and see what uh, Max Scherzer has done in his 14-year career pitching in Milwaukee, it'll just come up as American Family Field. Yeah, yeah. So That's the, a disgrace. So it's something, isn't it? Yeah. When Dave Nicholson hit a 573-foot home run uh, at Comiskey Park. So they just thought to keep the name the same. It ought to be Comiskey Park at Guaranteed Rate Field or – it ought to be Miller Park at AmFam Field or AmFam Field at Miller Park and and try to, you know, keep some tradition. 
I, you named two things I hate, StatCast and social media. You know, where would we be without social media? Which, which there's so many things to talk about. A guy that I thought, you know, I have the doghouse and Machado and Harper were my doggy guys. Then I, I, I picked Bauer to ruin the Dodgers. And he's actually kind of a refreshing dude. You know, he doesn't care what he says or how he says it. He backs it up. I mean, I'm not a Bauer fan, but he's actually kind of funny. If I was going to follow somebody besides you on social media, I might follow Bauer. Well, you should follow him then. He's he is entertaining. I, I just I don't I didn't like him. The only time I didn't like him is last year when, you know, he was, you know, striking out. 104 brewers and you know blowing out his uh his gun because it was so hot yeah. and looking into the dugout while he walked into his you know you know thinking that we're we were the 27 yankees he was mowing down i mean that, that wasn't the case so but he's that way i mean and then he defends i call him mercedes benz the guy in the white Sox that that old man la Russa threw under the bus and then all of a sudden the team threw la Russa under the bus and when he yeah. had a three and zero pitch out of the ballpark. And it's like, um, you know, if you're going to, and Bauer said it, look, you know, if, if you're going to put in somebody like that, the pitch, or he says, you know, the, these unwritten rules, he doesn't mind the bat flip. He doesn't want guys going in the dugout and starting a fight with his teammates. But um, he's a guy came up with the, uh, a lot of guys are um, using illegal substances and, and he's always got, you know, something that would make him very unpopular at a union meeting. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his take is fresh. His take is, is honest. Um, but it, it also, I think for certain players, it clearly will cross the line of dude, you don't need to be revealing this stuff. Right. No, we're, we're supposed to be in this together and this is, this is how it's always worked. So I don't, you know, and and it's funny, Jamie, because you usually only hear takes like that from guys who are done playing the game and they're on one of the networks and they're doing a 60 minute show coming up with a lot of honest content and stuff like that. You're not hearing it so much from guys that are still playing the game right now. Yeah, well. You know, I haven't done a lot of uh, my research staff is on vacation, but it seems to me that last year he was with the Reds. And it seems to me that there was a first baseman that's a kind of a gnarly dude. I wonder how he and Vado got along. I would guess not so good. Yeah, you got you got to wonder. Although Vado's Vado's in his own world too. So you know, he just there's a guy that just never reached his uh, his greatness. But uh, moving on to a new subject because we have a little time and a lot to cover. I want to talk about. Um, a couple of the surprise teams and a couple of surprise years people are having. But first, what's your impression about the ball? Did Major League Baseball sell us a, a line of hooey with the ball being a little deader? Because it seems to me like as the weather heats up, as it does, the balls are flying out of the ballpark. Yeah, and that's that's how it's supposed to be, right? I mean, that's kind of how, how it's always been. I mean, especially in, Except in a dead ball era. Well, I mean, like in the upper Midwest, we always say that too, especially in April, all the ball is not caring because it's, you know, 35 freaking degrees and they shouldn't be playing in these ballparks right, right. now, Should stuff like that. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's one of the bigger, bigger mysteries because you ask a player and they, they either aren't giving you a straight answer because they don't really know or they don't really know because they can't give you a straight answer. I mean, and that, that, that sounds stupid, it, it, but it has, there's no answer to it. And, and I don't know what they did. I mean, they flat out said, we're going to change the ball a little bit and we're going to, we're going to, you know, keep the, they, they just didn't want the, the launch angle. They wanted the ball to be put in play more, but you know, you're killing guys when they're hitting the ball to the warning track or against the wall or are straight into a, an out um, in, in the gap where they should be their doubles guys. Um, I, I, you know, if they did it, it certainly didn't help the game. And if they got rid of it and balls are flying out now more fine with me, but you know, it takes, it takes time. I know this, I've had enough conversations with guys who have played this game when baseball makes adjustments like that, 
it it usually affects it negatively, but it stretches for a number of years before right. you're able to recover because you're you can ruin hitters. And then how long is it going to take those hitters who were good to get back to being good again? Um, and so you got to be careful what, what you wish for there. And I'm not sure what in the world they're wishing for half the time. Well, and the same thing happened when they lowered the mound because of Bob Gibson. Yes. Uh, there's, there's two things that clearly would make it. And you difference. know, you know that um, the, the average runs per game, do you know what it went down to when they lowered the mound after Bob Gibson? No. Less than a half a run a game. Wow. I mean, they, they went from like scoring six runs a game on average to five and a half. Should have now, gone the other way, right? If now, is that going to do anything? I, I mean, it did go the other way. My bad. It did go the other way. So it increased. It, it did. My bad. It increased by a half a run a game. So was that worth it? I don't know. No. And, and again, I don't, they just don't need committees and big time guys to study what's, what's wrong with the game. And it leads me another emails coming in for Craig Kashan to put on some makeup before he goes on TV. This is a question for uh, Jamie, uh, uh, first time caller, long time listener. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Keep those fans coming in. Uh, You know, you can, if people want to know if you have a, a little beachfront um, uh, on your property or if you have a, a rocky walk-in to get to your um, launch pad of boats, your little uh, yacht club down there. We have a nice sandy path that leads to the boat dock. Okay. And we have a combination. There's a, a little bit of sand on the uh, shore. There's some rocks, but right now it's all yellow pollen because there's more pollen coming off of the whatever pollen comes off of oak tree tell your your listener thanks it's great we appreciate all the comments from our listening audience uh you know the responses i'm getting is i tell craig to keep asking these tantalizing questions they're great they are we might be getting some more i'll let you know (laughs) great great well and we have till the post game now i thought maybe you'd have a pre-game show but um anyway the uh i've lost my train of thought when we had our first caller for the entire three years of this show uh, it is wow. pretty good when people can call into it to a taped show but that's that's where we are right now well and not only is a first-time caller he's like the show's first-time caller that was pretty spectacular um so we've talked about the baseball we've talked about some of the to me it's a no-brainer to speed up the game get rid of the shift that will eliminate morning track balls. Guys will go back to trying to like play baseball the real way. If they get rid of the shift, make everybody stay on the grass or on the dirt and then uh, tell the umpires to expand the strike zone. Like they did at least seven times for each no hitter. If you looked at the no hitters that have been thrown and I think seven, the umpires had a really generous strike zone. That's the way the, the hitters will adjust and they need a, you know, a, like a, 24 second NBA clock that, that loudly sounds when the guys don't get the shot off in time. They need that at 15 seconds for baseball. And if you blast a foghorn, they'll, they'll get the message. That's it. Simple, speed up the game, get it back to the way double day planned it and everything will be fine. Now, do they want that? Don't know. I don't know either. And, and I don't know why they don't. I mean, it's, it's the, it's, you know, there's there's two things that are have made baseball hard to watch, especially this year, and it's the 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 pace. Um, they've they've decided to let every single player, uh, all nine position players, and and the batter take their time and and do whatever they want. Um, um, umpires are allowing hitters to, uh, or or are granting hitters a timeout while the pitcher is starting to pitch. I don't understand stuff like that. I mean, you're that, that should never, never happen. Um, and then you know, it's, you know, that, that whole pace of play and the shift thing, the shift thing is, you know, talk to any former major league baseball player right now and ask them how much baseball they watch. And a lot of them aren't watching it anymore because it's not how they earned their living and enjoyed the greatest game in the world. They didn't play like that. And somebody they don't some, enjoy it. Yesterday, somebody said, well, man, the Cubs are playing great. How many games have you watched? Been watching every game? And I said, 
I watched a game after I got this uh, package from called Extra Innings, where you get all the games. I watched one game to I paid 120 bucks. I had to at least watch. That was the first game that I've probably watched most of the game. I didn't even watch all of it. You can't do it. It's like nerve wracking, boring, somewhere in between. And so what's boosted their ratings and they say that their ratings are up on MLB games that the MLB network does. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's the gambling, you know, they run that line. There's a line going constantly on MLB network about betting. And so now you got fantasy baseball and how to, how to over under on the, on how many home runs the Brewers will hit. I don't know. It's weird. It's uh, it's a weird deal. I get uh, once in a while, I'll get people <clears throat> and, and one happened today. Hey, I'm, I'm uh, getting, a, you know, something together and I might place a bet. What, what do you think? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you Jack squat, man. I, I, I don't want to be the Pete Rose of broadcasting or whatever it is. I mean, I, why, why take a chance? Right. You know, because from, who knows? From my standpoint, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, you, you get reputations for things in a hurry these days. That's for sure. Well, and you look at on a Sunday, the odds that come out of Vegas and the point spread, they've got, they're using algorithms that somehow work. I mean, that's why the bookies always win. I mean, somebody asks you, Hey, you know, how's Woodruff looking during, you know, I always think that that's a problem. The Joe Jackson related problem that, Woodruff calls his buddy, and I'm not I'm not saying Woodruff because I don't want him to sue me. Joe West sued a podcaster for claiming that he got some bribe for calling strikes. Uh, might have been with Trevor Bauer, but he didn't sue. Right? He yeah. didn't sue Bauer. He sued the podcaster, who's a former <laughs> major leaguer and won a half a million. So, oh yeah, I did see that actually. All I do is that, give that was a opinion. former player who had a podcast who claimed some inside information or whatever. Exactly. And he claimed that some player had promised uh, West a, a new car if he broadened his strike zone for Bauer or somebody. I don't know who. Uh, Unbelievable. It's completely my opinion. It's completely unresearched. And I am not in any way, shape, or form becoming unreasonable in what I say because I'm not really trying to denigrate or get sued and you know it's an empty pocket nobody's going to sue me uh, even though our, our listening audience grows by leaps and bounds every day let's talk about uh, very briefly there's some weird ass streaks like the Orioles and the Diamondbacks and on the flip side the Rays and um, what's going on with that I mean I don't get it. You know, you got, you got a lot of home runs and then we're also seeing that was lightning here. We're also seeing it's a beautiful day where you are. (laughs) You know, if I just get one more sponsor, I'd buy a new headset. Uh, But you know, things are tough. I I don't know if it's good or bad. I mean, you, you, now you've been working a lot and you sound a little tired of baseball, but I know you're not. Never. I liked your idea to start a runner at second base every inning. I think that would be good. Get get the game done quick. How about seven inning games only? Just play seven innings. Don't tempt me on that. Don't tempt me on that because we'd be right around three hours. He would be right around three hours. I toyed with the idea of not going to the stadium for two hours or leaving after two hours so that I'd be happy and I'd only see two hours of the baseball, but... See, so if you think about this, the people in Los Angeles had this figured out decades ago. They never got to the game on time. They never got there within the first few innings. It was um, uh, always very acceptable to arrive casually late, right? That's how you want to arrive to the party. Right. They're, they're, they're the only fans in baseball who ever took that literally. And uh, uh, they've won a few World Series over the course of their time and had some Great entertainment, but all right. So I'll, I'll just throw this one out to you. Let's just make this all little league here and, and just do seven inning games, um, uh, double headers, no, no split double headers. We're going to play two, five inning games, get this thing done within three and a half to four hours, take a little lunch break between, you know, bring your lunch pail with you and, and have your, 
have your juice and um, uh, extra innings, start a runner at second base for sure. The second extra inning, just load the bases, just load them. No, let's get going on this. Um, And if a game goes, um, if a game, let's have a clock. So a game can only last for two and a half hours and you can't start a new inning after two hours and 30 minutes. You have, you can finish it, but you can't start a new one. That's all good little league stuff right there that got a lot of parents home at a proper time at night to have the drink they deserve for putting up with their kids. <laughs> all good, but the brewers can't make any money off of the drinks at home, you know? Well, here's my thing about every stadium cuts beer off in the seventh inning, and there, there's still two more hours left of the game after that. Yeah, that's true. We're losing out an opportunity. I think it's a great idea, especially I might modify it with the second extra inning. I'd put guys on second and third, the third extra inning, which you rarely have now. Yeah. Load the bases. Maybe the fourth one, you just give the team a run and then see if the other guys can can catch it. I mean, it's as dumb as not crediting Bumgarner with a no hitter. That 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 to me was crazy, but. Well, we had a pitcher the other day. We had a doubleheader in uh, Washington, and Freddie Peralta uh, pitched all seven innings of the first game. Guess what that guess what that feat is called? A complete game. Yeah. Did he start so, the second? No. Well, that'd have been cool. It would have been. But but think about this: if you pitch a seven inning, all seven innings of a seven inning game, it's a complete game in the book. But if you throw a no hitter in seven innings. It's not a no-hitter. You you explain that one to me. Well, and it seemed like back in 1961, the California Angels, as they were then known, had a pitcher by the name of Dean Chance who dated a lot of celebrity models, and he threw a five-inning no-hitter, and it got rain delayed out, and he got credit for a no-hitter. Now explain that. Is that right? See, I didn't know that. Mighty Manfred is trying. He He's clueless, and so he's just kind of – it's like with a bad gin rummy – and you throw away this card, that card, then all of a sudden somebody flips the card and you go, why'd I do that? Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, making 20 million a year, you don't really, all you want to do is keep the owners happy. Um, there were some other questions before I let you go that were really, really, really good. And I was really looking forward to your reply, but I, you know, you're going to have Where's to your list. Where, where's the pre-production list? I'm not, I'm not sure, but let's look at that while, well, you fill me in on Euchre. How's Euchre doing? Euchre's doing great. 87 years old. And um, I, I did a post-game radio show yesterday, and they came in from the uh, commercial break with his one of his home run calls. It's still get up, get up, get out of here, gone. I mean, the dude is absolutely phenomenal. He's 87 years old. Still, yeah. still going strong. You know, I'm up here in Milwaukee, so everybody, I wear my my shirt on. I like that. Still have an electric form. I can't. I think what we're going to do, what I would strongly suggest, because I know you like wearing your headset. I love it. So here's what we're going to do. This is what I would suggest. You can wear the headset, but don't plug it in. And then just go (laughs) off the, like I'm doing. I've got my laptop and I can hear and see you just fine. Yeah. We'll do that next time. Speaking of next time, we're going to have to figure you out. I want you to be thinking nothing but how do I schedule a podcast with Yuretsky, number one. Number two, I think that the Cubs play the Brewers at Miller Park the 28th, 29th, or 30th maybe of some month. But whenever that happens, if you are without you, I'm coming to the game and I'm going to track you down. And it's going to be maybe we go to the afternoon game and then over to Wards. And I know by then, the playoffs should be over. I don't know. The Bucks have a tough time. Uh, number three, um, I can't think of number three. What uh, you know? What are you doing for? Are you doing anything but working? And I guess that's good. Nothing but working, man. I've got my boy. I've got one of my boys that uh, works uh, with my operation here three days a week. So he's he's with me, which is kind of cool because both my boys are in college and. Um, uh, I don't so when, see my wife or my other son very often at all, but uh, at least one of them's here occasionally. So, so when you say operation, what are we talking about? Your estate? He keeps up your estate or he does no. Vince Scully research for you? No, he, he works. Um, he's working as a production assistant with Bally Sports. Um, so he's learning. 
the production side of life and um, and all the things that go into making our show and our telecast of uh, ball games and stuff. Does uh, he have an exclusive contract committed only to Bally Sports or can on the lighter side of baseball approach him to see if he could be financially twisted into maybe lending a bit of assistance to the production of this mega show? Well, uh, I don't know if he'd want to do anything for this, this broadcast level, except be a guest on your show. I do have a production guy manager who's awesome. He might be looking to go into Kashan enterprises.com. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's cool that your your son is able to uh, do some work with you on the betting network. I mean, the betting is everywhere on baseball. We love Bally. <laughs> uh, whatever happened to betting uh, network? <laughs> whatever happened to Fox Sports? And um, Nelly's birthday is coming up now. You know, we yeah. talked about that. We're gonna have to do a little bit of talking about Nelly. Doesn't have to be on the twentieth. Do that. I know you're busier than me. All right. I did mow the lawn here at, at uh, the Wisconsin property. We are You're by yourself or you had it mowed. I mowed the lawn and I grill. What, no, wait a minute. What now? You saw you my grilling. this to me I, because I'm a big lawn mowing guy. I lo- like I went home um, the other day, middle of the week. I had one day, I think it was Wednesday. And I haven't been home since probably the middle of May. All right, Pam, got to go. I mow the lawn and I trim. It's like therapy for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So now, what now? Do you have? Do you do a walk behind mower? Do you have a rider? What are we? What are we talking about here? Okay, so you know this is Wisconsin Lake property, so most people don't have a yard. Uh, it's in the North Woods, and that connotes a lot of trees around. So between the sandy base of the soil and the numerous acreage of pine trees around the north woods uh Kay's dad had a pretty nice yard and so i am now the caretaker i mow not only do i not have class luxury affluent lawn mowing capabilities while you sit on a tractor and go up and down therapeutically i don't even have one that has gears i have to push this puppy and a drag car you know uh not NASCAR, but with the drag strip where the back wheels are higher than the, than the front oh, yes. wheels. And the good thing is there's so many rocks. The blade, since I started doing the lawn here, took over from whoever did it before. The blade is now down to about 60%. It looks like somebody who could bite into steel took a bite out of my blade. <laughs> I'm, I'm going till it dies. But on the Boy. other hand, I can run over rocks and it doesn't matter. It's got a pretty good... It sounds like it sounds like uh, your rocks grow as much grass as your as your yard grows grass anyway. So it's pretty, it's pretty tough. And then I grill. Two things. You know, we sold our house. I didn't have a yard to cut, so I'm happy up here. And can't grill at our townhouse because you have to do electric. And who ever does that? So I'm up here grilling. I sent you a picture of my Clement sausage. It was good. Yeah, that yeah. Was good. Add a little oozinger. That's the right way to say it. Oozinger. 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 There. I'd love you. All right, buddy. Go do something productive. What's the rest of the day? How can you get ready for the post game when you don't know how much they won by? Well, I've got Brewers tonight, so I've got I've got a full slate. I've got Bucks tomorrow. So, oh, you know what? The Heat. I forgot. It's a Saturday, six thirty. Yeah. Broadcast nationally. So you're doing the pregame and postgame for the Brewers. Yep, doing that tonight. And uh, Diamondbacks are in. The- Four game series, one last night. Sweep. So we'll have things to talk about. Sweep. So I can turn into turn on to Fo- not Fox Sports. It's six sixty nine on my Direct TV for all, all you people. Know. All you Just people out there that want to follow six sixty nine network. Is Vinny on it or uh, or Dillard? Vinny Vinny's on with me tonight, six thirty. Nice. Vinny, Vinny said he'd be uh, happy to be on the podcast. So next time, maybe we hook both you guys up. That'd be good. He'd do I it. I don't want to cut into your exclusivity. Exclusivity. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think I'd be drinking during this thing, but no, I'm not. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to end this. Don't hang up because we have a prize coming for you. Just hold on. Let's see what happens. Oh, we're back recorded. We're having to leave Craig. He has to run to the ballpark. He is the most important co-host we've ever had. And uh, he is going to run over to... 
Miller Park Fam Field and get ready for that game. And I mean, the guy is a multi-talented wizard, so he's just having a great day. I and feel like won. an only favorite son right now. <laughs> yeah, folks, he's supposed to be gone, but no, I can see he's lingering on. He's uh, lingering on in his... Uh... Hi, I'm <laughs> hanging up now, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. There goes Craig. What a fun day. So that's it for Craig and me on the lighter side of baseball. And uh, hopefully when we do our next podcast, the Cubs will have a winning record on their West Coast swing. So that's it. Later, guys.